Hello, runners. This is Coach Bala here. Hope all of you are doing well. Coming to you again uh, over the weekend. I know a little bit delayed recording. Uh, it's almost uh, midnight, almost. Just about wrapping up uh, the weekend. And uh, it's just quite a bit of a hectic weekend for me. So couldn't get to it. But I thought better late than never. And uh, tomorrow I'm also going on an international trip. So I thought I should do this before I leave. Congratulations, as always, is due. One more week is done. Second visa, first week for most of you are done. 5K is almost getting uh, done with their second week and coming to very close to the second uh, MISO completion. And then another exciting thing getting started next coming Monday, which is we are starting off with our master's program. 29 of our masters have joined the season. Ideally, I wanted to have 50. We had, uh, I should I say, uh, spots available for 50, but we haven't yet reached that. I think I need to inspire a little bit more of our runners to inspire their parents to come and join us. Why should they miss out on the fun, isn't it? But I'm very glad to kickstart uh, the Masters program. Welcome, Masters. So happy to have you. In, in fact, you inspire us um, season after season the amount of fun you have, the focus and dedication you have on this program, uh, it, it really gives, gladdens our heart for all our coaches. So welcome, everyone, and congratulations. Let's get into the next week, the second week of the second MISO. So this week, and for this message, I really wanted to focus on a very important topic, which is the kinetic chain that powers our running um, journey. Now, many of you would have already seen as part of the strength training, we have started giving you specific kinetic chain strengthening exercises. So what I thought I wanted to do this time is to actually give you a little bit of an insight on what are all the muscles that are really needed and that needs to be strengthened for us to do a better run. The idea here is knowledge is power. When you get to know a little bit more about the kinetic chain, our hope is you will focus a little bit more on strength training. And as a result, you will get a stronger kinetic chain, a better running cadence, a better running form, a better running gait, and you will be a better runner overall. That's the goal, isn't it, for all of us? Now, I want to start off with a caveat first. I'm not a doctor, in no way, no, anywhere close to a medical profession. So I'm not here to come and give you an anatomy class. I'm going to give you a coach knowledge and a perspective, a runner common man's knowledge and perspective of the kinetic chain from the standpoint of why you should know about these muscles. When you know about these muscles, tomorrow, when you go into the strength training, you at least have an idea why you're doing. I always believe if you know the why, half the journey is completed, rest all will flow through. So my job is to show you the why uh, when you're doing the strength training. In this episode, after we quickly go through the kinetic chain, I will also walk you through few very common injuries. Again, this episode is not about how to prevent it or how to treat those injuries, but first knowing what those are injuries so that tomorrow as a runner, when you experience that type of pain, you know what this is first. And then we can talk about how to solve for it. Okay, so that's what this um, uh, episode is going to be. And 
for those of you who are listening to this in audio, just this episode alone, it would be better if you see this in a video because I'm going to share my screen and actually walk you through a little bit of the kinetic chain muscles. Okay. So I even put together a couple of slides so that it'll be uh, easy for us to understand. Again, I, I, I let me uh, give you an advance notice that it's not as if I'm taking you through an anatomy class or anything. It'll be simple, but it'll be easy for us. Just understand what is happening inside your body as from a coach perspective so that you can better appreciate those muscles, train those muscles and do well. So from a fundamental definition of what kinetic chain is, some of you might be thinking uh, active running is just in the legs. You know, at, at least that's how I was thinking initially when I started or even before all this running journey. I thought, you know, running, walking is all about legs. Uh, but you know what? We all know now it is not true. There is a whole lot of muscles right from your, uh, probably on from your neck onwards is used for running and in different ways. So if each and every part of this kinetic muscle chain works well, then you can do this in a much better way. And if each of these muscles are trained well and does their job, then none of the muscles will get overloaded and hence you will have lesser and lesser risk of injury which we all know that that's the biggest problem when you do running. So that's why people say running is a full body workout because the, the muscles from the neck up to the foot, all different muscles are sort of in motion. You know, you think you, you, you think you don't need hands while running. Why don't you try tie your hands up and then start running? You will realize that it's, it's a very miserable experience. Yeah. If you have a neck pain, why don't you go and start running? You will realize that if your neck is stiff, you can't run or it will be very difficult for you to run. Or in other words, all of these muscles are in action, okay? So let's, uh, let's, let's see what are those kinetic chain muscles. And uh, as you enter the next week, as you start doing the kinetic chain strength training, I hope that you get a little better appreciation of what this is all about. So with that, let me share my screen and then uh, share a couple of slides. Okay. So I'm going to assume that uh, you're able to see the screen. Um, so what I want to do now is let us walk through from the foot. What are all the muscles that are in action? So when you start, of course, there is a lot of foot uh, uh, on the foot itself. There is some muscles and tendons and the fascia and all are there. But from a muscle standpoint, if you look at it, Look down at your calf muscle area. There are three muscle groups that are critical for us to power our runs. The gastrocnemius or gastroc muscles, which forms the bulk of your calf muscle. The soleus muscle. The soleus muscle is just behind the gastroc muscle. And you can see this, this layer. Some people call it the second heart. It seems the soleus muscle is what is sort of sending the blood back to our heart. So if the soleus muscle is sort of weak, then it looks like the vascular system is not that great and it lends itself to weak running, uh, foot, uh, numbness in the foot and that type of stuff. So soleus muscle is the one behind the gastroc muscle is equally important muscle that needs to be strengthened. And then, of course, we have the Achilles tendon. That is the tendon that connects from the foot into the, into the muscle area. So these three are the big muscle group in your calf muscle shin area that is needed to power your runs. Now, as we move forward, I want to get your uh, attention 
to this very interesting muscle, tibialis. So there are two muscles, tibialis anterior, tibialis posterior. Both these muscles in a very simple uh, uh, terminology is used to sort of control your foot motion. So if you think about it, when you're running, what's happening? Your foot is sort of, you know, bending towards the shin, like goes towards the shin, which is called dorsiflexion. And then when you're running the other step, the foot is going away from the shin, which is called plantar flexion. So the, the anterior tibialis muscle is used for the dorsiflexion portion of your foot. And the posterior tibialis muscle is used during the plantar flexion portion of the foot. So when you want to have this foot supple, you need these two muscles to be supple as well. And there are specific workouts that are needed to strengthen these tibs muscles. These are specific workouts. Many early stage runners do not strengthen the tibs and I am one of them. And when you have a weak tib, you have all kinds of pain around the foot area, around the ankle area, which I used to suffer a lot. So strengthening the tib, posterior and anterior is critical. And we have had, we have good exercises in your lower kinetic chain workout, okay? So let us keep moving up. So as you move up the knee and above, of course, knee is one of the most complicated joints, patella, which is the kneecap, which is there. Some of the main muscles, you know, they always say when you have a pain somewhere, the pain, the problem is a little few inches or six inches above that pain area. So when you have a problem in the knee area, the problem is somewhere above. And some of the main muscles there, rectus femoris, you see this big, huge muscle in your thigh, very big muscle that needs to be solidly strengthened. Similarly, vastus medialis. You see the green one here. That is what is sort of maintaining the balance of your knee. So if you have weak vastus medialis, you do will have some knee issues later on, especially when you're running. So strengthening the rectus femoris and vastus medialis muscle group is a critical portion of our lower kinetic chain uh, strengthening. Similarly, when you look at the side of the muscle, you see this iliotibial tract muscle, which is connecting the sort of your butt area to the knees. That is the IT sort of band, which we always say, and we know we, have all, we all would have heard IT band syndrome, problems with IT. That is the side muscle that you're looking at here. And then of course the butt. Without the butt, running is only 50% as efficient. It is from the butt. The power is, it is almost like, think of it as your legs are hanging from the butt and the butt is moving the leg up and down. If the butt is doing that work, all the muscles below the butt, all the things that I talked to you about, rectus femoris, to all the ones that are there in the calf muscle and below, they have much lesser load to do the act of running. But if butt is weak, then everything else is sort of taking a lot more load and hence strain and injury and everything happens. What are those three butt muscles? Mac, glute medius, glute, maxi, maxi, uh, ma, glute medius, glute maximus, glute minimus is also there. And then there is this tensor fasciliata, which is another on the top around the hips region. Another super important muscle group around that area that is critical as part of the glute uh, muscle group. So we need to strengthen this so that this can take the load of running. And as you know, because we always sit, we don't activate the glute muscles at all properly especially when you're running, glute muscle doesn't get activated. Now, uh, let me give you uh, an interesting, uh, uh, should I say, an idea. 
Next time when you're running, all you just do is just think about your clothes. You know, the act, the very act of thinking or focusing on your glute will activate the glute muscle and you will suddenly see for some time the run becomes easy. Every time in my full marathon journey, of course, I I have my own issues and I don't activate my glute muscle that well. But when I get exhausted in full marathon around mile 20, one of the tricks I do is the next six, mi- a week, uh, six miles, I just start thinking about my glute lock more. And I just feel the little extra energy. And I want you to experience it to understand what I'm saying. But you need to activate the glute. And the way to do that is our, through our butt attack exercises. You focus on having a strong butt, you will be a good runner. Of course, uh, lots of surveys have indicated that having a strong butt a good-looking butt is a very nice outcome of running. And in fact, there's a lot of jokes on the runner's butt and etc. So why not? Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Strengthen them and uh, it'll be good. You'll be a better runner. So that's the lower and the mid uh, kinetic chain muscles. Now, as I mean, this is another view where I've just shown you overall uh, the, the TFL, the tensor fasciata, the rect- uh, rectus femoris, the vastus medialis, the tibialis muscles, the soleus, the uh, gastroc muscles, how all of this look together from the hip down. Now, when you talk about the hip, there are three motions that a hip is expected to do normally, especially during running. Hip abduction, that means moving your leg away from the hip, that, that movement. Hip flexion, which is flexing means always join uh, the the. Uh, bones around the joint is coming towards each other. So when you say hip flexion, that means the leg bone is coming towards the sort of the stomach area or the core area. So leg moving up, flexion and extension is moving away, which is, you know, leg moving up. So when you're running, there is a bit of an abduction because you have to move the leg towards the side a little bit. Then you go for flexion, extension, abduction. So all three needs to happen. Or in other words, the muscles that are on the hip region that I just explained to you needs to take on the load of these three activities. And if you look at the hip muscles, hip muscles are huge. So we need to sufficiently engage our hip muscles. Many of the problems of running injuries because of a weak hip. Hip includes butt the top portion of the thigh, and all of that lends itself to a bad knee problems, calf puzzles, Achilles, all kinds of problems. Now, just recently, we introduced a yoga program. Personally, after eight weeks of yoga, one-on-one specific yoga, I believe my hip strength has dramatically improved because I'm focusing on mobility and flexibility of yoga. As I do that, my running has also improved dramatically I'm able to recover quickly. My hips are getting stronger. And that's another sort of personal anecdotal experience I can tell you. Having a strong hip makes you a great runner. So you need to think about things like yoga, stretching, strength training to get that going. Okay. Uh, And then when you look up, as I said, there is a muscle group on the top as well that helps. The main groups that I would like you all to focus on is what is called as the traps, which is the shoulder muscle and the neck. So the upper traps, the middle trap and the lower traps are some of the muscles that gives you that that motion of your hand balancing properly with the neck 
weight of the head taken properly because the head weight is too like if the head weight is not taken uh, you know correctly uh, supported then you have this neck out problem like you know runner runners have this moving their neck out like this and run and cause severe neck pain and once you get neck pain starts it becomes very difficult to run so that's why you have the upper kinetic chain workouts that sort of strengthens this area and the middle back area again yoga i've been focused on yoga on the middle back side and a little bit on the upper back side phenomenal stretching strengthening exercises that uh, i'm i'm being put through i'm totally enjoying it i'm doing that in addition to the kinetic chain strengths as and when i'm 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 getting there uh, it's been a great experience in strengthening the entire uh, uh, kinetic chain from the top to the bottom so that's all i want to say i hope it was not too detailed at the same time gave you an idea from the foot to the neck what are all the muscles that are in play and you need to just get an idea of these muscles as you get an idea of these muscles you would realize that hey when i'm running which muscle is sort of where you are having the pain and you will automatically know which muscle is taking extra load and hence the pain and you can do the workouts hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea of the kinetic chain and why we are at it let me also tell you what are all the fundamental injuries most common injuries that a typical runner experiences so if you're one of them who are having these kind of pains you should know what we are talking about here first one is the achilles tendonitis with tendinopathy which is a little more serious where it is on the back of your leg above your ankle pain is there it's quite quite painful with achilles pain you can't really run you got to take rest you got to fix it through with doctors that's the achilles pain that's one thing that happens more often next one is the plantar fasciitis it is around the bottom of your like the, the where the the ball of the foot and it typically when you get up in the morning you won't be able to even uh, put weight on your foot and it's because the fascia that is covering the foot is sort of stretched ruptured as the case may be and you need to fix that otherwise there is no running plantar fasciitis then comes the shin splints which is a very painful uh, um, scenario where it is in the front portion of your leg the shin bone uh, having uh, in issues with like most of the running is overload so there is overload there the muscle supporting the shin is uh, swollen or ruptured etc creating shin pain next comes the pf patello femoral syndrome this is very common and people typically um you know think that when they have a pf syndrome they think that it is some even bigger problem like knee arthritis and bone uh, touching each other and that type of stuff but really what is happening is patella which is here which is a kneecap and there is a cartilage behind the kneecap and because of this motion relative motion between the kneecap and the backbone which is the back of the uh, knee which is the femur bone this cartilage which is connecting these two bones gets aggravated or maybe in worst case maybe even torn this causes pain in the knee and that is the pf syndrome treatable it is not as bad as arthritis or you know some people think that this elastic uh, this area is sort of worn out because of running and the bone is touching on the bone squeezing the nerve etc etc no this is something very different on the patella easily not if not easily definitely curable so it's not as severe as what you might be thinking that is the patellofemoral syndrome 
and that's the next running injury. Then we go to the IT band syndrome, which is another common thing. And IT band is on the side. You can see this is the, uh, I told you before, the IT band, which is connecting to the knee. And there is some injury, there is some issues there and causing pain on the side of the knee, not on the front of the knee. So that is the IT band. And then, of course, the stress fracture. Stress fracture typically grows on you. You don't realize that. You overdo running, you ignore pain, body is communicating with you and you are not listening to it at some point because of the continuous fatigue, stress up, you know, increase, decrease, increase, decrease, impact loading that is causing some weak portion of the bone has a small crack. And as a result, it's a fracture, not because of any sudden impact, but because of a slow and steady stress, alternating stress applied to it. And it is a fracture. It shuts you down for six to eight weeks. You've got to stop. You've got to allow for the bone to sort of mend itself. You know, a fracture right in the middle of the foot. Pretty common around this area on the top, on the back of the ankle, somewhere in the middle of the you know femur. All of these are places where we have seen many many runners have this issue. So you got to make sure stress fracture doesn't happen immediately. The body first communicates with you, and if you ignore it and keep doing it keep overdoing miles, overdoing pace, not giving enough rest, then body says, okay, it's time. I need to shut you down. And the way to shut you down is give you a stress fracture. So that's something we need to avoid. And then there is numbness of foot. Some people while running, they have numbness. That means there is, you don't feel anything. You feel like very numb during running. It's, it's a, it, it, is, it could be a serious one. It could be a simple one. Simple one is your shoes are so tight. that it's not allowing any blood circulation. Serious one could be there could be some vascular issues like blood circulation is not there in the blood vessels coming to the foot. So we got to figure it out. It could, it could reach a gamut. You have to go to the doctor. You can't ignore it. You can't ignore an, uh, a numb foot uh, scenario during a run. Okay. So you can't ignore it. The most hopefully it is a simple one, which is very tight shoes. Because if you wear your exact fitting shoe and start running as the distances go up, your foot enlarges as you run foot actually enlarges. That's why we always say buy even one or a half a size more uh, than what your actual size is just to accommodate for this enlargement. But if you have a tight shoe and the shoe and the foot starts enlarging because you're running more and more distances, then obviously blood supply is constricted and as a result, you will get numb foot. That is a, that is a, on the, on the easier, easily fixable portion of the syndrome of the spectrum. Of course, if there is some other vascular issues, we got to figure that out separately with the doctor. So that's the that's the numb foot. And finally, of course, blisters and sprains, which you all know about, but it is painful. If it happens, you know, you should know how to solve for it. So hopefully, guys, that gives you an idea of the various, uh, uh, various, uh, should I say, injuries and the kinetic chain that is required for, uh, for you to be uh, aware of what are the issues. Once you are aware Later on, we can talk about how to fix it or what, how to deal with it and uh, how to prevent it is strength training. How to deal with it is, of course, you have to go to a doctor. There's no shortcut to it. Definitely have to stop running. Icing is something that immediately you can do to reduce swelling. And, uh, and then resting, obviously, there's no other choice. You have to rest. You have to stretch. You have to sort of uh, listen to your body, figure out what happened. These are all the things that the body is giving you signs and uh, go from there. So that's what I would say. I also want to end by saying, uh, 
what an inspiring group you all are. You know, RHWB is always about bottom-up innovation, bottom-up ideas coming up and executing at scale. That's really what RHWB is about. Uh, the latest example is now the hashtag SAC Award. Sahana Antakshri CP Award. Okay, SAC. And what a beautiful community we have. What a lean-in community we have. It is not easy to run. It is not easy to run on CP. It is not easy to talk in a CP. It is not easy to sing. The most difficult is to sing in a CP. In spite of all of that, look at the contributions. 75 or maybe even 80 contributions from different runners from different parts of the world, different parts of uh, running in the night, running in the daytime, running inside, running outside, singing uh, regional language songs, Hindi songs, Bhagavad Gita, English songs, Antakshari. Oh my God, what a beautiful community we have and a, a community that feels comfortable and confident among uh, with each other. They don't care, you know, sharing a video, all sweaty, running, singing with difficulty, but still feeling proud to be a contributor. That's what shows we are true, real human beings, amazing human beings. Thank you everyone for your contributions. I personally thoroughly enjoyed it, loved it. And I'm sure Coach Mo and Coach Shrikan, they have a job cut out to figure out who the winners are. I'm sure they, we, will, uh, we will announce it in our upcoming mid-season webinar, The State of the Union, which we'll talk soon. Thank you, everyone. Continue the training and keep inspiring everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.